Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches at feeling better. After two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today we're talking about elephants, and it's connecting a couple of recent chats we've had about habits and just trying to understand what really drives us. Um, So let's talk about elephants. These incredibly large and powerful animals can weigh as much as 13,000 pounds and live as long as 70 years. I remember as a child being at the circus and getting close to the elephants. Before I knew it, the elephant's tail literally slapped me across the face, and I didn't know what hit me. But that painful memory is not why I bring up the subject of elephants. Rather, I'm bringing it up because the thing we don't see at the circus or the zoo are massive restraint systems to keep the elephants from charging the buildings or the crowds. We don't see chains that could safely safely contain a 13,000-pound animal securing the elephant to the ground. We may see something small and non-sturdy, like a rope, but it equates to what would be a paper bracelet for us. Apparently, starting at a young age, elephants in captivity are restricted from moving too far away from a particular spot. Each time they try to move, a rope or other type of restraint pulls their neck. Eventually, they learn not to yank on the rope so as to avoid the pain of tension. This habit, also known as not pulling, is driven by a belief, it will hurt if I do, and results in an action, or non-action in this case, not to pull. Psychologists call this transference. And the same rules apply in our human habits. We seek pleasure and avoid pain. When we do something enough, it becomes automatic. But sometimes, even after the initial need for the habit no longer exists, we continue to do it anyway. We don't notice when the restraints are no longer there, and we continue that habit without ever getting curious about whether or not it's still appropriate. For example, I used to have an automatic hamper. I'd walk over, wave at it, the lid would open, and I'd dump the clothes. Perfect. (laughs) 
until I got a new hamper that was not automatic. But here's the point. I still waved over the lid of that non-animated hamper a million times before I got used to it. I felt and looked ridiculous, but I kept doing it until I could finally interrupt my automatic response based on a circumstance that no longer existed. In other words, I had to step in between stimulus and response and choose an alternative action, (laughs) opening the hamper with my hand. We all experience this, but we especially see this when we're grieving. From a practical level, there are the obvious shitty reminders that tell us we're looking for the person even though they aren't coming back. Or maybe we'll still call for them, or we think we hear their voice. Then we remember, oh yeah, that's right, (laughs) I can't call out to that person anymore, they're gone. It takes a while for our neurology to catch up and learn this new nonsensical world. Another way we experience these habits that no longer fit in our environment when we've lost someone is that we get caught in a pattern of shaming ourselves. Society teaches us to apologize, like saying sorry every time we start to cry or express sadness for grieving, and to at least keep it hidden, and for a designated period of time, but time-limited nonetheless. These societal rules are taught to us quickly when we are new members to the club of grief and loss. But it doesn't take long to learn that we are expected to resume our lives as if this loss never occurred. That's the goal, to get back to being ourselves. And that goal is a lie. (laughs) There's no such getting back. The longer I live without two of my children who died years ago, the more confident I am that trying to restore some sense of a pre-loss existence is not something that takes time. It's actually not something that should even take place at all. And the idea that we should be able to pull this off and on someone else's timetable, it's all just a lie. So bringing this all together, elephants, restraints, habits, grief, lies and all, I conclude this. If we're feeling badly about ourselves because we are still sad, or feeling too tired to get up because we are depressed, or anesthetizing with a drug of choice because it's the only way that we can stop trembling, then we're grieving. And since we already feel like hell, let's interrupt that habit of trying not to feel what we feel, and stop hiding when we do. We've received all the cultural messaging that has bombarded us before and after this loss. We learned not to share our grief, and we're rewarded for doing better. But this is a habit that needs breaking. We don't need to add pain to our lives by being stuck in a place that we're not allowed to move from. We can let go of the restraints and the restrictions. These are our fractured hearts and our stories of grief survival, and they're always being written. So own your story right alongside your pain. Both need a voice, but neither require a rope. 
So thanks again for joining this episode. We're talking about elephants and mainly just this idea that um, when these baby elephants have these ropes or restraints to hold them to this one place, you know, they learn after a while to stop pulling on that restraint because it hurts. And then eventually this transference thing occurs where the dynamic of not having that restraint there, but still holding tight to the space occurs. And this is what we want to avoid. We want to avoid continuing habits that once served us that may not continue to serve us or that don't make any sense. Another uh, quick anecdote I have about that, if you've ever heard the story of the ham in the square pan, um, and I may have blogged about this before, but it's another example of how the need for the habit changes, but you still do the habit anyway. So there's an old fable about um, mom putting a ham in the oven and she cuts off the sides of the ham and puts it in the pan. And her daughter says, Hey, mom, why are you cutting off the sides of the ham? And she says, well, because that's what my mom did. So she calls her mom and her mom says, well, that's what grandma did. And when they go back through a few generations and ask questions about this ham and cutting off the sides, one of the, uh, grandfathers says, Hey, we had a square pan and the ham didn't fit. So, all through the generations, um, families continued to cut off the sides of the ham, even though they had no idea why they were doing it. So these examples are ridiculous intentionally, because I want you to really challenge um, some of your habits and even just take one. Um, we can learn more every day about why we're doing stuff. And, you know, if it serves us, great, bring it on. But if it doesn't serve us, and worse, if we don't know why we're doing it, we've got a real problem. We need to get um, a better handle on what we're doing, our habits and what drives them, which is what the Healing Path podcast is all about. So thanks again for joining us today. If you have any comments about ham or elephants or habits uh, or anything, we'd love to hear about them at lisamcfarland.com. And as always, until we meet again, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thank you so much for listening.